Hi and welcome to another episode of Upnext. As per usual, this is your host Ali Murtalam, and today we have a very, very special episode lined up because I'm joined by none other than professional cyclist and UAE and Arab Junior Champ Safiya Sayek. Hello, it's an honor to be on your podcast today, and um, I hope the interview goes well. Yes, I'm honestly really looking forward to it as uh, a very, very amateur cyclist myself. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to you know, picking the brains of a professional cyclist. So before we draw in and dive into all the amazing stuff that you do, uh, I want to pass over the mic for you to tell us a bit more about yourself. Well, I'm Sophia Al-Sayr, like you said, then I'm 19 years old. Uh, I'm currently a university student. Um, I'm on my end of my second year. So it is quite a, a bit of a challenge to um, cycle and study. But I try to manage as much as possible and make all um, ways possible for both and to excel in both. And it's currently going well and I hope it's, it goes well all along. Fingers crossed. I absolutely hope so as well. So now, you know, that like you're just saying, you are an athlete, you are a cycling champion, you're a professional cyclist for Dubai Police uh, pro-, pro Team, which is a very, very prestigious team, and all of these amazing things. But before we get into them, I always like to take it back to the very, very beginning. So how did it, it all start for you with cycling? Well, with cycling, I've always been an athlete since I've been, like, since a young age. I started my journey with swimming. Um, I swam for about four years to up to like eighth grade, so about 12 years old. I did gymnastics for two years uh, alongside swimming. Uh, I competed in a couple of, ra- a couple of uh, competitions for gymnastics as well. And then I moved on to athletics for a while. Other than athletics and those two other sports, I did like all the other like competitions and the school competitions like the basketball, football, you know, rugby and stuff. I like to try all all them out. And uh, yeah, I did athletics for about a year um, with a school. And then I started cycling with my dad uh, around the neighborhood for like 10 kilometers, just very amateurly. Um, and I really, lo- I've loved cycling since I've been young, but never, um, I never knew it as a proper profession and um, uh, at taking it to another level, you know, outside school or with a club. Uh, I didn't know uh, clubs and teams existed. Um, it wasn't so um, advanced when I joined. It was advanced to some level, but uh, not as popular and advanced as it is now. Uh, so I joined, uh, so I started cycling with my dad about at the end of 2015, uh, and I really liked it. I heard, uh, at the time there was Dubai tour, uh, and they did, uh, the mini races for like the school and, um, the schools and young, uh, uh, young people and amateurs. So I, I would, I would have liked to race that, but I did not. And then about two weeks or a month later i heard of um new recruit for the national team as there was only a national team for girls at the at the time there weren't other separate smaller clubs um so i joined the national team after a bit of a struggle in convincing um, my dad to join because he always uh, liked me to participate in sports just like very amateurly at school uh so my studies wouldn't um you know wouldn't affect my studies but um, I finally convinced him and started uh, training with the national team. And it was to my uh, fortune that I excelled quite uh, fast as I had, you know, the, the muscle build from swimming and the fitness. 
uh, helped a lot and I was able to excel like within a month and join the the main team for the championship that had had come up uh, at the time. It was the first GCC championship and uh, yeah, we, we um, achieved great results in that championship and it started all from then. That's absolutely amazing to hear. And I'm very glad that you're able to convince your dad. I'm really glad that you did that. And now, you know, you've been doing sports your entire life. And you said, you know, you're doing stuff in school, you're swimming. You have a very wide portfolio of sports under your belt. But did you ever see yourself become, you know, not just a professional athlete, but specifically with cycling? Did you see yourself going all the way? I always loved cycling, but I never I never thought I'd actually it, it would actually turn into my passion. At the moment, is like my my total passion that I would do anything for. Um, so no, I didn't really see that coming uh, my way, and I would never thought I would achieve uh, what I have achieved up to today. Um, but I always say, like, it, I was asked a question a while ago, like, what do you say to your like your amateur like startup self? I would have said, just keep going. You're going to reach places you've never imagined. And I would say that to everybody, you know, just with hard work and uh, just looking forward, you you achieve stuff you'd never have thought you'd achieve. So yeah, just keep pushing. And if it's your passion, you know, go the way for it. 1000%. And you know, I, I love the way you're speaking about it because you can just tell how passionate you are about it. And that actually is a perfect buildup for my next question. And I always ask this question for the athletes that I have on because, you know, your relationship to your sport is quite different to that of to your business or to whatever project you have going. So what is cycling to you? Oh, cycling means um, quite a lot to me. As I said, it's my passion. Uh, it's also... Um, my way of um, getting away from, you know, hardships in life or the issues that I go through. It's just like turn off the world and I start cycling. And that's my one to like say up to four hours of just uh, enjoying my passion and just forgetting all the rest. And that just helps me get through, you know, hard days. So like say if I'm having a hard day, I get my bike out and start riding and that just it, sometimes it doesn't help. Sometimes it makes you think more of the issues, but uh, um, most times it just helps you get to it. That's uh, that, that's uh, that's absolutely amazing, honestly. And now I really want to touch up more about you know the the process of going from you know an amateur cyclist to you know a, a professional cyclist and throughout these years from 2015 all the way to now you've you know participated in so many uh, tournaments you know you've competed under different teams but I, this is something that i'm actually curious to know what is your most memorable moment of that not necessarily most memorable achievement but what is your most memorable moment from all the things that you've experienced well, cycling is like everything with cycling is always memorable, especially like going to camps and uh, meeting new people. Uh, I used to be quite uh, an introvert, so I wouldn't really mix with people. I wasn't that social. I was quite shy uh, as I didn't communicate much with people throughout like early years of school. Um, and I, it would just be the school community and like my family. I didn't really mix with other people. Uh, so joining cycling really like, widened my circle uh, I got to meet and I I got to um, experience lots of new um, things that helped me build my character and stuff uh, a memorable memory throughout cycling I guess um, 
the first thing that came to my mind was uh, zipping up the UAE uh, champion jersey after I'd won the race. That's a moment that I, I, I don't think I'll ever forget, like as the first UAE champion and the first edition of, edition of it. Uh, it was uh, very memorable to zip that jersey up. I'm, I'm sure it would be like representing your country at such a level and just I mean I can't even begin to imagine how amazing that must have that must have felt for you and now you know you have also you've been doing this for a while right but you still say that you are a university student and still doing all that stuff which actually generated on me thinking if Sophia wasn't a cyclist if she wasn't a professional cyclist if she wasn't racing what would you be instead? Well, the first thing I can think of is I'm missing out big time if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now. <laughs> um, but what would I be? I'm I'm currently uh, studying uh, to be a design student aside to cycling. Um, so maybe I'd be like more onto design, uh, like full time rather than just at university. Uh, I did take on a couple of projects in the summer uh, to help like build my portfolio and stuff. Uh, for the design side, so maybe um, uh, a big, bigger time designer, or I'm not sure. Maybe I'd be conveying one of the other sports I liked. Like to leave swimming was quite hard for me after there were no age categories left at um, school to join. Um, so maybe I'd still be a swimmer if I still had that chance. But I'm glad I landed on I landed on cycling uh, because it's become my everything. I love that. And it's good to give all the other avenues there as well, too. And now, you know, also another very big thing is that you're still at the earlier stages of your professional career. You know, you're still 19. You still, inshallah, have a long way ahead of you. So what are some of the goals that you have planned or some of the things that you want to achieve throughout your career? Okay, if we were to say about the cycling side, I'm currently... um uh, like joining Dubai Police is one of the the steps that I am very glad I took because uh, it was going to build my level up with other professional riders that we have on the team that have come from abroad. So that's going to boost my level, I hope so. And um, hopefully I'm working hard to become uh, Asian champion. That's one of my goals that I'd like to achieve and zip that jersey up, hopefully. Um, I have upcoming uh, Arab championships in uh, November. So for both track and, and road, uh, so I'm working hard for that at the moment. Asian championships haven't been scheduled yet. They've been cancelled recently, so they haven't been rescheduled. But yeah, I'm working hard to uh, I'll have big competition to become Arab champion uh, again. And as I'm in the elite category now, I'm not junior anymore. So uh, I'm working hard for that. And hopefully that's my next goal. Inshallah, and I'm sure you're gonna absolutely smash them. You're gonna be zipping up your jer- the jersey, the winner jersey, in all of your events. <laughs> Inshallah, and now you know something very interesting about being a student and having a full time. You know, not just passion anymore, but you are a professional athlete and you are a professional cyclist, and that requires a lot of time, a lot of sacrifice. So, and this is you know, with university on its own, I'm a university student, right? Like I see people struggling with just university alone. <laughs> So imagine both. So I think the million dollar question that everyone is asking about, what everyone asked about the second they hear you say that is, how do you keep the balance or, you know, how do you mitigate through this huge challenge that is maintaining both things? Yeah, I'd say 
I'd say even as a design student, it's an even bigger challenge because it's like rather than just studying and memorizing, I have to actually come up with ideas to create designs and stuff for all the courses I have. Uh, this this semester especially is a big challenge. I'm taking on three studio classes other than the other courses I'm taking. So it's a big time challenge. Uh, but um, I just try to uh, rest as much as possible in between when I have... Uh, when I have gaps in between cycling and uh, studying because both take up a lot of my energy. Um, so the rest would be best for recovery for cycling for the next day to be fresh and have fresh legs. Um, but managing time, I guess, would be the bi the biggest point here uh, to the question. Um, managing uh, finishing assignments and then having time to train would be the best uh, solution I'd say. I, I have sometimes struggle with time management as well and like finishing up my projects especially with designs. Uh, sometimes you're really not in the mood to design so I delay stuff and it just goes like <laughs> but uh, but yeah I guess time management would be the, the best solution to uh, to manage both and excel in both. Definitely. I mean, it, it is a huge thing. And I honestly commend you on what you're doing because it, it is very incredible. And it goes to show that, like, you know, be it cycling or whatever it is, like, if you are still in uni, if you still have anything or still on the side, it is very much possible. And you just have to put yourself into it and find a way, especially, you know, the more you care about it, the more you're going to be able to actually do it. Like in your case, where cycling is your passion and you want to turn it into something a lot bigger than that. Yes, and especially as you said, as it's my passion, uh, I try to push the finished stuff as much as possible because I'm like, okay, if I don't push it, I have no time to do that. So pushing, you know, both, yeah, like if I have uh, school stuff, I push training to finish it and be uh, in the best shape to start doing my design projects, and the same vice uh, vice versa, like um, pushing my designs and. Uh, my school work or my uni work uh, as fast as and finish it as fast as possible to be able to ride as much as uh, possible I mean th that is a motive to study at the end of the day right <laughs> getting the training in and now you know so this is I'm sure one of the challenges that you've seen throughout your journey but I'm sure that throughout the past six years you've also had your fair share of them and this actually leads into the kind of next segment of the episode per se where it's about challenges and mistakes so what are some of the challenges you know other than what you were just mentioning that you faced throughout your journey that kind of defined it in a way uh well uh, throughout the journey I had uh, well my dad saw at some stages that it was right to stop cycling but uh, I would have, I would always fight for it and be like, no, my world without cycling cannot be anymore. Like it's become such a huge part of my life. Uh, I could never like give up cycling, I guess, until I actually get bored of it, which I never think will happen. But uh, for someone to make me give up, it would be so hard for me. Uh, so that was one of the challenges uh, throughout my journey. Uh, one of the issues was that... Um, uh, one of the riders riding with us in the group 
but had dropped off in Ramadan at night um, on the roads, uh, passed away because she got crushed by a car. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my dad um, was passing by to come and collect me from training on the other side of the road. He saw the ambulances and, you know, the, the siren and everything. He heard it. So he stopped and he crossed the road. And while he was um, about to cross the fence, they said, OK, it's a girl that passed away and she's not wearing like the, the UA national kit. So I was not wearing the national kit that day. And, you know, thoughts started uh, going by in his uh, mind, thinking, oh, maybe it's me, you know. I, I can imagine how hard that must have been for him. Um, so uh, I kind of give him the right for, you know, being scared and cautious about me. But, uh, yeah, so I had the race about four days after that. And after the race, he was like, okay, come on, no more cycling. I can't, like, go through that. Um, but obviously, I didn't let that happen. And <laughs> two days later, I was back on the bike. So, yeah, that was one of the biggest challenges I went through. I mean, I'm sure it, it definitely, you know, you wouldn't want to be in his shoes at all for that. And before we even like, thought about that, Meher sold rest in peace, you know, the girl. Uh, and, you know, I, I mean, it, it, it's very, very unfortunate. And I hope that everyone is safe on the roads. I mean, it, it, it can be very, very nasty when crashes do happen. So I just hope that no one has to experience that. And, you know, I'm very glad to see that, like, you know, you're still pushing through it. It just, like, I, I love seeing that because like, it just shows that no matter, like, what is there thrown at you is that you're growing, right? It's, this is what you love, like, it, like, it's still within you. So, you know, if all breaks loose, if all hell breaks loose, you're still growing. And I absolutely love that for you, which is why I'm sure you are going to be zipping up a lot of winner jerseys. <laughs> and now, you know, on to the second part of this, which is about mistakes. Now, I love talking about mistakes, and I say this every time I mention mistakes, but I love talking about them because you can only learn so much from hearing about someone's achievements, but mistakes is really where the meat is at. Mistakes is really where, you know, if someone is trying to start their own journey to become a professional cyclist, they are going to make mistakes and they are probably going to be things that you also went through. So I, I really do believe that there are things that, you know, people can get a lot of value from. So without any further ado, what are some of the mistakes that you made throughout your journey that you think people can learn from? I'm trying to think of mistakes uh, I'd say uh, I know crashes are unfortunate with cycling and uh, sometimes they they happen and they are out of hand you know uh, but uh, one of the mistakes I did was crashing in one of the races um, with a wrong decision from me I uh, decided to overtake a, a rider and I thought there was space and I overtook her and, and there was a reason why no one was where she where I overtook because there were bollards in front and I literally went into them and uh, crashed them had a really bad crash like and broke my collarbone uh, one of the two collarbone crashes I had <laughs> and yeah I had I underwent my second surgery with uh, that crash uh, for my right side collarbone uh, after I'd after I'd, I'd uh, broken my collarbone a year before on the left side so yeah, that's one of the mistakes I really regret doing as I had very a very important um, uh, tour, the Dubai Women's Tour coming up a week and a half to, after that race and it was like a build up for it. So that's one of the mistakes I really regret and losing, you know, a lot of my fitness, uh, just, you know, like a, a drawback, um, having to rest and um, going through pain. So that's one of the mistakes I regret <laughs> doing. 
Oh my god! I mean, first of all, I'm I'm so glad to see that you recovered from it. But both collarbones. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I think with cycling, like collarbones, because I've heard of like a bunch of people that I know that got injured, and it would always be collarbone. But what is with collarbone and cycling? Like, I think because you always fall on it, right? Yeah. Because it's the uh, one of the bones in the body that's not that protected by you know muscle and tissue. Uh, you hardly have much um, protection on that. <laughs> Maybe you need to wear like special gadgets for it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the American football deer. <laughs> like the... Yeah, it's always it's, it's kind of always the collarbone as um, you know the immediate uh, reaction when crushing is to put your arms down when you shouldn't. You could, should kind of like roll, I guess. I'm still trying to master that, <laughs> but um, yeah, for, falling and like like the immediate reaction of uh, putting your hands onto the ground, uh, kind of like you know the whole weight goes onto this area, so it kind of breaks it. And if you hit onto it or hit on a bad side yeah it kind of breaks it straight away as it's such a fragile not a fragile muscle but you know such a thin and small muscle yeah it does so much to the body that you would never expect like i never expected that it supported my back and my whole body like i'd move my leg and i could feel it (laughs) so yeah yeah it was it was um it was actually mesmerizing to see how important this small bone is to connect with like the whole like back and arm and the movement of it because it's not something that like you feel throughout the day right it just it's just sitting here that like, you have no idea what is the yeah yeah and i hope that you don't need to master the art of falling so you like i hope you don't have to fall to, <laughs> to have to learn any of that I'm really hoping the season is without crushes. Like I have to crush every season <laughs> and every season is, is uh, crush free no, inshallah, it's going to be crash free and full of medals. And now, you know, after mistakes, I usually like to, you know, talk about advice. Because you, you have quite the experience, right? You started from being an amateur. You've built up the ranks and, you know, you've had your fair share bit of mistakes and challenges. So it's quite, you know, it's fair to say that you've seen a lot and you have been through a lot as a cyclist and as an athlete. So what would your advice be to someone that is, you know, trying to take their sport, not just cycling, but their sport to the next level and become a professional? Well, uh, I I would always uh, tell people to ask themselves, is it really my passion? Am I really wanting to fight for this? Because uh, when it is your passion, you are willing to fight in all ways for it. Uh, like cycling is a very tiring sport and it consumes a lot of, a lot of time. But I'm still like um, very okay and uh, I'm willing to give all what it takes, you know, for it. So that would be an important point. Like, do you really like this sport? Do you really want to take it to the next level? Then, yeah, go for it, you know, uh, dedicate your time, your, uh, have lots of patience, you know, results don't come in a day or two, you know. Whatever you uh, plant as seeds today will not come out as a plant tomorrow, you know. Uh, it takes time and dedication and, you know, care for it. Um, another thing I'd say is, uh, like, always push for it, no matter what. <laughs> That's, like, the biggest thing to me. Um, uh, being in a place, uh, like, starting from zero uh, is never embarrassing or never... Like, we all started with, like, baby steps, you know. Uh, I started off, like, very amateurly with cycling and... Um, I'm happy to say that I stand here like where I am uh, today five years later and I hope I can reach much more with the with what I put in for this sport 
And I really do hope the same for all the other uh, other people, especially girls here in the UAE. Um, if you find passion in sports, like I, I really, really encourage you to fight for it, uh, no matter what, you know, the community and the uh, whatever family says and stuff like that. I really hope like every, each and every girl like gets the chance to um, convey and dedicate time to her, the, like her favorite passion or whatever she'd like to do. 1000%. I mean, I've always said that sports is one of the most inclusive things in the world. That like you, you technically can't exclude anyone. Cause if, for example, with cycling, you just need a bike and you go, there are no requirements. There is nothing. Like sports is such a beautiful thing and everyone should get to experience it equally or at least, you know, have the opportunity to experience it if they want to to you know dive into it and you know actually like i also like what you were just saying about you know why you want to do it like the why is a very very important thing because like you're saying cycling is like I- i'm an amateur cyclist but even like the friday group rides they tell me like i always go back home and i nap for like three hours and if like th- my family goes out i'm just sitting there like with half an eye open because <laughs> i'm just absolutely dead, really dead. dead to myself but at the end of the day you go again the next friday so that's what pushes you exactly it's 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 a it's a very beautiful sport but you know it's very demanding so i absolutely commend you and what you do like it is incredible i'm just sitting here like you do you <laughs> i'm gonna sit here behind the mic where it's under the ac and i don't have to spin around nas or Alcudra. <laughs> i'm just very happy in my habitat but honestly i absolutely love what you do like you are amazing. You know, I think I don't think that like, I'm sure it inspires a lot of people, especially that you were just saying girls in the Middle East and everywhere to pursue their own sport and to do it proudly as well. Yes, yes. I definitely encourage that passion forever. Yes, yes. And now you know, another very big thing about being a professional athlete is sponsors. Right, you always need sponsors. You always need people to back you at events, you know, and all that stuff. So, what would your advice be to you know a, a professional athlete or someone that's trying to be a professional athlete, but they need a little bit of a push from sponsors because you know they can't keep their full time job at a side and things like that? Like, how would you advise them to recommend to connect with brands and to get them to support them? Mm, I'd say uh, one of the important things is uh, building um, a good CV or a strong CV for the brand. Um, brands are always looking for not necessarily people with achievements, but uh, people who can portray their, you know, their brand or their goal like in the right way they're looking for. Um, having a good CV is a good thing. Uh, it's a boost, uh, an ace to looking for brands or like actually getting uh, approval from ba- uh, brands uh, I started slowly with the help of lots of people like uh, uh, giving um, good like words about me to brands and uh, uh, achievements did play a big role um, from my side but it's not always the case like you don't always need the achievements um, also um, I wouldn't say I'm a big influencer on Instagram or have like the the big like numbers and stuff, but uh, um, social media is a boost as well. Um, trying to um, advertise the brand as much as possible and uh, in the right way, you know, that gets people thinking like curious about the brand and stuff like that, I'd say. Those are two things I, I think uh, would um, attract brands and stuff. 
Definitely, 100%. And social media is very important, like, especially with brands. Like, they want you to, you know, put their story out there in the right way, exactly like you're saying. And, like, if you're not, I mean, I don't think anyone is not on social media, but, like, you just not, not only have to be there, we have to be there consistently and you have to be there to do it right. It can be a pain. <laughs> that, that, that's right. The consistency is a big, um, big element that plays a role with sponsors. They always want consistent, you know, like, I get uh, some brands with, like, they want two posts a week say um say sometimes some of them want four posts a week so yeah it is a it is a big um it is quite a challenge like thinking of uh like an idea or a way to um to visualize you know the brand and um have it out there in the best way they'd like and sometimes i take the advice from the brands themselves like how would you like me to portray your products and some help with that uh so that's a, a big help to me Definitely 100%. And now, you know, we've spoken about Sophia, the cyclist, the athlete, and the next set, set of questions, uh, they're just a the bunch of last questions before we sign off. I always like to keep them more about you rather than what you do, right? To give people a bit more of a perspective about yourself and your view on things. So, and just a warning, the questions tend to get quite deep. Because, <laughs> you know, they're quite different from what we just talked about. So... You know, first things first, you are a cyclist, you've had your achievements, you know, inshallah, you have much more to come. And you're also a uni student and things like that. And, you know, there are a lot of definitions that would be thrown around for success in whatever you do with uni, with sports and all of that. So what is your definition for success? Um... That's quite a deep question. <laughs> I maybe think of the answer for a couple of seconds, but um, definition of success: um, excelling in both uh, university and uh, cycling uh, is is kind of a way I'd um, uh, I'd agree is success for me um, because it is a challenge, and I'm glad I'm able to take it. Like lots of I've seen lots of people. Um, who have been cyclists and have undertook, say, gone through pressure from university and or school and have uh, decided to uh, stop cycling or stop doing what they like. And uh, I see that as very unfortunate, like an uh, unfortunate experience because having to give up something you like because, you know, something else is important is, is very heartbreaking. <laughs> um, so to me, I think succeeding in both is big success. Um, to think of other things I think as success. Uh, like I said, this is a deep question. I'd have to think more about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's the thing that I, I, I didn't usually say like, oh, it gets deep before, but then I always notice. And even like when I'm re-listening to the episode, I'm like, wow, that was a big change in atmosphere. So I always like to just put it out there as a warning, like things are going deep. And now, you know, for the second question of that, of that bunch of questions. Uh, so this question, I obviously stole it off of so many shows and I just, I feel guilty about it. So I just say that as a disclaimer every time I say it. Uh, so the question is about describing yourself, right? So how would you describe yourself in just three words? And the, the places I stole it from is just use one. So creativity. <laughs> okay. I'm, uh, I like that I'm passionate about what I like so I'd say passionate um, um, maybe as I'm a designer and I always have to create uh, and uh, um, 
I have been complimented on like the creations I uh, create. So maybe creative, I'd say. <laughs> the third one, um, I'd say, is I'm a, a shy but outgoing person. So in one, <laughs> I don't know how it is. Like I'm very shy at first, but uh, I'm still very outgoing. If you if someone starts with me, like. They have to start, but I'll be outgoing. <laughs> so it's through introvert. It's like a mix of both. I absolutely love that. And now, you know, the last question that I have for you, it's not really a question, but I decided to just add it there uh, in case you have any last words. So the mic is all yours. If you want to say one last thing to the people before we sign off, what would it be? Um, in my profile, I don't know if you realize, but it's a big passion over perfection and as I was like fight for passion and um, always uh, encouraged to follow your passion I would say passion over perfection like small steps are gonna take you long a lot like um, a big and long way with uh, what you like to do so never think about the perfect side of things nobody's perfect even if uh, people try to portray that uh, nobody's perfect um everybody has their flaws everybody even if they're doing it in such a lovely and uh, amazing way in front of people uh, there's always the backstory to it there's always the struggles with it there's always the ugly side of it um so yeah never really focus on what you see especially on social media never focus on uh, the perfection um uh, and the perfectionist side of it just uh, always think of the goal you want to reach and yeah passion 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 I absolutely love that. And yes, I did notice your profile. I think it's in bold letters as well. Yes, I, I absolutely love that. And what a better way to end the episode on. Once again, Sophia, thank you so much for joining me. It was honestly an absolute pleasure to have you on and to know all about your incredible journey. And I wish you all the best in the future and with this season and the next ones too. Wish you all the best too with your podcast and your future host, uh, guests. Sorry, and uh, thank you very much for your lovely wishes for the season. And I really hope the same too. And it will, the pleasure is mine. It was really a pleasure being. Once again, thank you for tuning in, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Ali or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out.